that. So there's a place there for different friends. We have false friends who make up the vast majority of the world. These are fair-weather friends who are with you while it is easy and profitable. There are carnal friends based on worldly compatibility. There are weak friends who you must constantly help because of their lack of character. Loners don't have friends because they are too selfish. Rebels don't have friends because their unruly spirits are dangerous and offensive. Compromisers don't have friends because they cannot be trusted. But we do have good friends, strong friends, close friends, and true friends. Let's just for this morning consider that the best of these is what we might call a true friend. A true friend. Here's what a true friend is. And there are four characteristics that we can put on a true friend. He or she has unconditional love. That's not like, that's love. They love you at all times, regardless of what you do. What happens or where your life takes you, a true friend loves you at all times. For example, on your worst day, when you're not fun to be around, that true friend will still take you to lunch and probably pay for it. He or she gives unwavering support. True friends are in it for the long haul. They are in your corner. When they call, when you call, they come. A true friendship may only be for a season. For example, in this day and age, uh, people move around a lot, and so uh, that true friend may move away. But if you run into them again, you pick up where you left off because trust is already established. The relationship is just as strong. True friendship is consistent. Thirdly, he or she is willing to challenge you. Love and support does not ignore what you need to hear. The Bible says, iron sharpens iron. True friends seek a special kind of good for their friends. The highest good, which is that they might know God and love him with all their heart, soul, and mind. A friend in Calgary a few years ago, and this is a true friend of mine, gave me some advice that at the time I did not want to hear. I had bought a house for my son and family, and if everything worked out, I could have profited from some government money. My friend told me that I shouldn't do that, because it probably wasn't going to work out. And sure enough, it didn't work out. I should have listened to him. And I lost money over the whole thing. The point is that this friend could have listened to me and then just let it go. But he didn't. He loved me enough to give me advice that could have helped me. Another example is uh, taken from Bill Crowder, a uh, writer for Our Daily Bread. He says that, of the many things he loves about his mother is her candor. Candor, C-A-N-D-O-R. She often responds to him by saying, don't ask my opinion unless you want to hear it. I'm not going to try to figure out what you want to hear. I'll tell you what I really think. That's candor. Here's another example. If a friend has a case of B.O., 
Are you willing to tell them? Now, this is a tough one. This is tough. Too often, we think we don't want to cause hard feelings, so we'll just let it go. Most of us do this. But if you are a true friend, and you feel that your friend would be helped by knowing, then you say, I don't know if you're aware of it, but you do have some body odor. (laughs) And you need to do something. That's a true friend. Fourthly, he or she is full of grace. True friendships, whether the sometimes difficult relationships, forgiving when needed and loving each other even when it hurts. A true friendship is not one-sided. Grace is freely and generously given. So many marriages run into problems because of this one. One or the other may become proud or unwilling to give in. They become stubborn. Repeatedly in the New Testament, we are told to be forgiving and show grace. One teaching that stands out comes from Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount. And we've heard this. For if you forgive people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. Now hear this, the the latter part of this. But if you do not forgive others of their sins, your Father will not forgive you. We need to be forgiving. Now we come to uh, to a very important concept in all of this, and that is to have a friend, you must be a friend. Let's suppose that you would like to have a true friend. Remember, this means that you would be willing to be a true friend. First of all, you must choose wisely. Choose someone who is godly. Choose someone whose values and and passion line up with your own. This does not mean that you must agree with everything. Sometimes disagreement can be healthy. Friendship involves three elements. Love, respect, and the respect must be earned. It doesn't suddenly appear. And honesty. If honesty is broken, the the friendship disintegrates. Here's a little thing that bothers me, and it probably doesn't bother you, but it bothers me. Some of you may disagree with me. When I call someone on the phone and uh, I get their answering machine, the answering machine typically says, leave your number and I will call you back. So I leave my number. And they don't call back. To me, this is a breakdown. First of all, they're not being honest. They didn't call me back. Secondly, they don't show respect. And thirdly, yes, I guess they don't love me. (laughs) Let's go further. Suppose you come to like and appreciate someone and you want to take it further. So you invite the person or couple to come for dinner. You enjoy their company and fellowship and then nothing, nothing. Whoa, wait a minute. Did we fail to say that friendships are reciprocal? That means two sides. It means friendships are two-sided. A one-sided relationship might be great for one person, but it sure doesn't do much for the other person. Yeah, Friendships aren't built that way. The lesson here is that we must reciprocate, and then some. Some of my reading uses the term forging a relationship. I like that. 
what it suggests is that we have to work at it. We go about it in the right ways. We are thorough. We follow through. We let a friend in and we don't let them down. That's developing a true friendship. At this point, I would like to ask you if, if uh, uh, you have enough friends. Just think about that. Do, do, are you satisfied with how many friends you have? Or are you satisfied with the kind of friends you have? The Christian life is sometimes difficult. Sometimes you need a good friend, a true friend, to support you through the difficult times. You may have to work on this to develop such a a relationship. And finally, and this is the obvious conclusion to a message like this, is that uh, Jesus is the best friend of all. Towards the end of Jesus' ministry on earth, he gathered his closest followers together. And in John chapter 15, now here we go. Um, I'll just read this, and it's up here. Starting at verse 12, he's saying this. My command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I have learned from my father, I have made known to you. So there you have it. Greater friends has no one one that, that would not lay his life down for another. And he goes on to say, Uh, There is no greater love for a friend than to lay down his life for another. And that is exactly what Jesus did for you and for me. He is the best friend ever. Talk about BFF, best friend forever. But remember, to have a friend, you must be a friend. Verse 14 says, You are my friends if you do what I command. Jesus wants you to be his friend.